and welcome back to the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I'm your most humblest of orange doggo hosts, Avera. And joining me is none other than the Noble Khan. Morning. Hello. And next up we have Owie. Hi, everyone. <laughs> awesome. Unfortunately, um, our purple squirrel boy is uh, busy with some, some life stuff going on, so eh, we're here for now. So I guess to, to preface this show, something I really, really did want to talk about. How, how was your Halloween, guys? Like, was it fun? I don't actually celebrate it. Right, yeah, I think, I think we talked about this last time. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Allie? Um, oh, um, my Halloween, it, it wasn't, it was not good because, it, okay, it, like, me seeing the pod, the Halloween special podcast that you guys did, I, it, it, it made it fun for me a little bit. It put a smile on my face because y'all put the drawing in it. I, again, I extremely appreciate that of what y'all did. Um, but like, besides that, I really didn't have a good Halloween because, I didn't go out and do anything. Like, I all I did was just buy some candy for myself the day after Halloween. <laughs> just to, and 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 I basically watched like horror movies just to make up for that. I mean, that doesn't sound all that bad. I was working on Halloween, but I did get to wear my fursuit during my lunch break, and that was really fun. I walked in there, and everyone was like, what the crap? <laughs> it was pretty cool. They didn't, want, they didn't want you to be a store greeter during Halloween? What? They didn't want, the store didn't want you being a store greeter during Halloween? Um, nah, nah it was okay. Okay, should we move on to the first topic today? Indeed we shall. Let's go. So, I only found out about this yesterday, but turns out there's a werewolf cat. The Lycoy, of course, commonly called the wolf cat. And sometimes werewolf cat. It's mm -hmm. a natural mutation from a domestic short haired that looks pop to the popular idea of a werewolf. Now, I have to admit, this is like the late 80s, sort of uh, like the 70s, the 80s, and like early 90s werewolves. I see, I see. The mutation has occurred in domestic cats over the last 20 years. DNA testing has been done by UC Davis to confirm that the cat doesn't carry the Sphinx Devon Rex gene that was developed in Fallmore, Tennessee. And, and Lycoi means wolves. wolves in Greek. Isn't that cool? Yeah, so, so this is something for both dogs and cat lovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is something crazy. So it says, characteristics, the Lycoi can vary from completely covered in hair to partially hairless. Sometimes they may lose all of their hair, resulting in them looking like a sphinx, but it grows back. Lycoi are genetically distinct from the Canadian Sphinx. Wow. Okay. The hair coat is unique in appearance in that it resembles the coat of an opossum when mostly coated. Standards call for solid black 
Roancoat, a wedge-shaped head, and a lithe body of solid weight without excessive bulk. Interesting. Aw, Lycoia said to be friendly and unchallenging in their behavior. They display a high level of affection in their owners. Aww. The werecats yeah, which... are a thing. You know what that reminds yeah. me of? You ever see um, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island with, like, the, the cat creatures? Yeah. <laughs> they were basically werecats. They may, they may have gotten the idea from this thing. What I found interesting is that apparently because they don't have an undercoat, it's what gives them that uh, sort of look. Because all they have is their top coat of fur. Yeah, almost like mangy or like... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so this was an interesting cat breed. Yeah, I want to wear... I've never seen this before. Like, those eyes are quite menacing. For those of you who can't see it, or if you're listening on other platforms, it has great big yellow eyes with, like, these these slits in them. Looks pretty freaking wild. So, yeah, this is a close-up look. I mean, look at those claws, though. Oh, my goodness. It really does look like a freaking werecat. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, nature can be interesting sometimes, can't it? Yeah. Wait, so is this a domestic cat breed, or is it wild? It's domestic. Huh. It's also an expensive breed, apparently, so, you know, if you want to fork out for one. But all you're getting is just a miniature dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but with retractable claws, though. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Allie? Oh, I'm I'm still here. Did you find them cute? Yes, I found them adorable. I want one myself. Well, there's my surprise for everyone. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, I, I find it, like... I don't know if I would say cute, like cuddly, because it would probably try to attack me. Uh, it, it's very interesting, though. It is kind of cute. I'm sure they'd be adorable as, like, kittens and stuff. Once they grow up, like, hmm. This sort of goes in my book of, um, like, Sib Foxes as well, if you're familiar with that breed. What, foxes? Yeah, the Sib Fox. What's that? You're Russian and you don't know. They're the domesticated, like, fox from Russia. I recall. I, do, I live in America, okay? I don't have a domesticated Arctic fox or some. No. But you're, but you're part, but then you say you were part Russian, though? I am, yeah, but I was born in America. So, no, I don't have a pet fox. I wish I did, though. That'd be kind of cool. Th- there's some other really crazy cat breeds out there. Like, th- it looks like something like a cheetah. It's like this leopard-looking cat. Like it's really big, but it, like you can actually have it like as a pet. I forgot what it was called, but it costs like thousands of dollars, like just to buy one. Like it's oh, it's yeah. bonkers, man. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's one of those like special kind of cat breeds that look like cheetahs or leopards. And- yeah, it's like spotted. It's like one of those like um, luxury breeds or something. Oh, so, look at that. Here we boxers. go. 
yeah, yeah, like take this one here, for instance. Ooh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, you can't really see, but basically they started barking once they were bred to a point and their color changed. They became a little more tame towards people. Wow, like I, I, I've seen like people that do have foxes as pets, but I'm not really sure like how, how like logical that would be, because foxes are pretty like wild. Yeah, they can be domesticated to a point, but the thing is, it's a wild animal, so you got to learn to live with it. Yeah. All right, how about we move on to the next subject? Or did you want to say something, Ali? I honestly forgot what I was going to say, so, like, uh, no, it's fine. Okay, so... All right. Time to strip the cuteness away from the uh, podcast and, well, you know, strip the um, Now we're getting into some heavy stuff. Everyone knows so, GTA, Grand Theft Auto, of course. Wait, but here we have uh, GTA players are concerned about censorship in the new trilogy. Which, by the way, guys, yeah, there's a new trilogy coming out of GTA. Amazing. This is on the Dex Tour 2 website. Mm-hmm. Months after... S- sorry. After months of speculation, Rockstar Games gave fans their first look at GTA, the trilogy... Definition edition. However, despite the next gen polish, fans are concerned about the preservation of their more construct. There, I lost it. Of their more uh, controversial content. I'm um, yeah. GTA is well. I remember back in the day when it first came out. It was pretty damn controversial. This is during the time where a lot of. Um, you know, conservative soccer moms were very upset about violent video games. And GTA was actually pretty damn edgy for its time. Like, when it literally first came out, like, there were curses, and you were, like, hijacking cars and all kinds of crazy shit. Or, or carjacking, whatever. But, yeah. it's It's been uh, quite the roller coaster. Anyway, the article goes on that says, Every Grand Theft Auto fan has their favorite when it comes to the original 6th generation era trilogy. Be it the beaches of Vice City. Yeah, dude, Vice City was fucking dope. Uh, or the cityscapes of San Andreas. Oh, that's my favorite one. Uh, the time has come to, re- uh, to revisit them with some next generation polish. Oh boy. What does that sound like? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hold on, got a comment here. Boombox, I want to run over hookers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rack up all those stars, like those police points, until eventually they start sending the fucking tanks after you. Being <laughs> like, oh my god, I remember my parents not giving a shit about me playing this game when I was a kid. They never gave a shit about it. Panda the Man. uh, Is it a remake with modern graphics or just upscaling graphics? Well, I I think it's going to be with upscale graphics as well, because 
of course, it's a new game. Obviously, yeah, they're going to polish it. But I think it has more to do with the actual censorship going on here. Well, they might be sporting some pleasing aesthetics upgrades. Aesthetic upgrades. Have each of the game games content seen changes to fit into today's social politics? political club. God, you don't want to do that. Did GTA change to our social political climate nowadays? Jesus Christ, dude. Like, if they have, like, like, if you're playing GTA and there's a fucking, like, mural of George Floyd on, like, one of those fucking buildings you're driving past, I mean, bro, what if they did that? (laughs) The fans of the long-running franchise have started to voice their concerns about censorship within the Remaster Trilogy. The Remaster Trilogy runs on Unreal Engine 4, whatever that means. Rockstar Games are known for sharing their... I lost it again. Their satirical lens on the world. Through Through the the narrative. narrative... Yeah, and characters that exhibit the GTA world. GTA 5 examined the bleaker notions of the American dream, while predecessor GTA 3 offered commentary on Italian-American mafia crime organizations. Oh, yes, they freaking did. Naturally delving into some of these topics leads to, at times, unsavory for crying out loud. (laughs) What are people expecting? Teletubbies? Sorry, I just... Hmm. I mean, it's literally called GTA. Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Which is a crime. Like, bruh. (laughs) Controversial political correctness. Get the fuck out of here. Depictions of controversial elements. However, fans have been quick to point out that this factor is essential to upholding the sharper edge of Rockstar Narrative's community in a trilogy that laughs in the face of political correctness. So we've got a tweet here from GTA. Phil Cassidy's shirt has been altered to remove the Confederate flag in the trilogy that laughs in the face of political correctness. What else have they altered to please the modern audience? Radio ads, disconnect character dialogue. Now, for crying out loud, doing this is just wrong. Wait, so they're, they're removing the Confederate flag? That is crazy. Obviously. I'm sorry, but isn't like, that part of his character? Yeah, what the hell? Like, people can wear whatever the fuck flag they want to. Okay, are they serious about that? Apparently. Um, yeah, because oh. this is offensive somehow. Like, the, the rebel battle flag is offensive. Or, oh I think, Ali, didn't you say it was called the, the Dixie flag? It, it, it can be called either the Dixie flag or the rebel flag, but, like, I know... I, I, I pray to God that my older cousin does not find this and cancels me for this shit, but, like... There's nothing wrong with the fucking flag. Sure, Bro, this is a, a, this is a character in a video game, and they're taking... They're changing it because it's not socially acceptable. 
I mean, like, seriously? Uh, what? Like, okay, I understand the flag had some fucked up history with it, but it can be reclaimed as a Southern pride flag to change it for the good. I'm I'm not defending anything like that. I'm just saying in the game, I think it's stupid that they had to change it to a freaking skull because they thought that other people would get so upset and offended by seeing it. I know. I'm just like I'm just fucking pissed, lame. I'm just pissed off about that in general. That is ridiculous. Examining the character of Phil Cassidy, voiced by Gary Busey, I probably butchered that horribly. Eagle-eyed players have noticed that a definition guy edition trailer had retroactively changed the character's clothing to remove the Confederate flag, despite showing no personal belief in the meaning of the flag. One fan said the fact that it's it is used as a means of mocking stereotypes—that's the whole point. I yeah, was just that's about the whole to say point. that. Yeah, like if you wanted to like portray a redneck, like yeah, of course they're gonna wear the fucking battle flag on their shirt. Obviously, they're gonna fly that shit. Yeah, it just makes sense. Like it's it's silly, you know. It's it's a funny thing to see, but the fact that they're getting rid of it because there's <laughs> social, political, culture—that's so stupid, man. I seriously wonder if they're going to replace all the firearms in this uh, game with like nerf blasters. Yeah, right. Exactly. Turn them into like or, like or like water guns. Remember when Apple did that? Like we used to have the gun emoji, and then they turned it into like a fucking green water gun. Oh my god! Yes. I... Yeah, that was a few years ago. But like shit. <laughs> I'm going to show my age here, but fuck emojis. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. True. Look, I'm, I apologize for talking about all of that with the with the flag. It, it, the shit like that just pisses me off in general. No, me too. Cool. No, it totally pisses me off. Like, why? Why are they? Why though? Like, it's it's petty. I think this whole censorship nonsense. Like, yeah, obviously you're trying to portray a redneck with the fucking Confederate flag on him. Like, if that's just what you do. It's pretty damn common down there. If people want to have their socialist sort of pose statue things, re replacing like the ones that have been around for a hundred plus years, uh, let the Southerners have their flag. Yeah, like I mean, that's the whole freedom of speech bullshit. Anyway, yeah, yeah like like I'm sorry for interrupting. I apologize for that. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, like. Sure, the flag had some fucked up history to it with slavery and everything, but if African Americans can reclaim the N word, then we can reclaim. The, I mean, then Southerns like me can reclaim the flag as a Southern pride flag. That's just ridiculous of how they're doing that. Adding to the richness of Rockstar's writing, another fan said the simple character building should be allowed to use various traits and beliefs, especially to allow more complex stories. Yeah, that's the thing. Have it as a foundation of the character and then build on it. Yeah. Really, what the hell? Yeah. Again, I extremely apologize for ranting. No, um, you, you no that's fine. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I would never, like, wear a shirt or something that had the Confederate flag on it because, like, I'm really not all about that. But if someone 
did do that, especially like in a video game, obviously it's supposed to be satirical, right? Like they're supposed to represent some type of uh, exaggerated character, like a caricature, basically. Uh, yeah, I get it. Like that's a that's a great way to you know do that. I think. I, yeah. I wish I had some alcohol in me. Shit. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's see. Was, uh, so, however, others have oh, been more so. critical of Rockstar's decision to alter Vice City's content. Quote, I guess we'll get a censored, watered-down version because some of the younger people are too dumb for satire. Unquote. Yeah, that is fucking true. That is so damn true. I guess we'll get a censored, watered-down version of what these characters are supposed to be. Yeah, because younger people are so fucking brainwashed and stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. That makes sense. Another quote here uh, says, Rockstar has, been, uh, has become the thing that they mocked for so long. Another fan said, criticizing Rockstar's direction in recent years. Yeah. Sadly. That's kind of it. Like, they used to be fucking edgy, like, from Boombox. Does this mean that the gang members can wear red and blue? Uh, I don't know, man. It depends, like, what colors you wear and what neighborhood. Y'all got to be careful about that shit. I, seeing this has really off-put me from the idea of even thinking of purchasing that pack. I have GTA 3 and San Andreas... Um, both on the PC and also the original PlayStation 2 consoles. So, yeah, I think I'd rather play those. And if anyone wants to go off about how, oh, can't install it on modern computer. It's like, yeah, screw you, whatever. I've got plenty of old PCs. I am never playing GTA again after... I haven't played GTA in, like, 10 years. Probably more. Like, the last game I played was San Andreas. I also have Vice City, but, like... Yeah, San Andreas was, like... Was the shit back in the day. And it really was controversial. Like, my parents were not happy that I went to my friend's house and played that game. Because, like, they heard about shit on the news. And they're like, violent video games. Like, there were articles about this years ago. About, like, how controversial this game was. Because it was literally... You know, carjacking people and killing cops and stealing money from hookers and killing people. It was fucked up. But it's a so, fun game, though. It's great. What What really bothers me is that people get sort of antsy about the whole GTA thing, and yet no one really pays attention to the Postal games. The what games? Oh, you're kidding me. No, I, I, I didn't hear you. Postal. You mean Postal like 2 Apocalypse the, Weekend? The Postal Service? No, it's a video game series. I okay, should get I, you I, to watch not, the I'm movies. Not with that. Well, okay. let's put it this way. You think GTA 3 is edgy? GTA 3 looks like a uh, G play school compared to Postal. Whoa. You I walk mean, yeah, around. There's definitely some crazy games. That, but was Postal like created after... GTA? Probably, right? No, before. Or before. around the same time. Or, or around the same time. But basically, Postal, you can walk around and you can just start taking pot shots at people. You can walk around, you can find a dog, and you can train it to attack people. You can piss on people. You can blow shit up. You Basically, it's like a sandbox. 
that's oh, fucking awesome. And, and how they allowed people to actually play this game and, and get it released, at least in the States, is that you don't actually have to do anything to win the game. You can literally just walk right through it and avoid the protesters, avoid the police, avoid everybody, but you still get arrested during the game. Wait, so is it like an open sandbox world? Or like, what, what, what's the goal? Somewhat. Like, well, like, what are you trying to do? You can like, basically you run win? around and do shit. So Nothing. It's like, so it's like Gmod? Something oh, like okay. that. okay, no, it's kind of like, a, like an open world kind of exploratory thing. Yeah, you, you, you go around whatever. just do shit. I mean, they took <laughs> items like from Duke Nukem 3D, like the pissing scene and that. Oh, that's cool. Really, Postal is effectively bottom of the barrel when it comes to games. Great to have fun in, and the type of game that should be banned throughout you know history. But unfortunately for us, it's still allowed. As for the movie, I seriously have to get you to watch that, Avera. Yeah? (laughs) Okay. I'll look into it. How about you, Ali? Have you ever heard of uh, the Postal series of games? I, I think I heard it on. I I think I heard about it on someone's channel, like a few years ago, and that's how I kind of know. So, like, yeah. All right. We got a live comment here from Panda the Man. He says, "In Postal Two, you can kill Gary Coleman." <laughs> what? Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah, there's this whole scene where you come out of a hospital uh, and you kind of start tripping. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you seriously need to get on Steam and play that game, Mavira. Mm-hmm. Postal 2 Apocalypse Weekend, Postal 2. I think there's like three games all up. Okay, um, so what did you want to talk about next, Avera? Oh well, I I did just want to ask you guys um, this question about um, GTA. Do you think that by them removing certain things, you know, like the Confederate flag from like one of their characters' shirts, do you really think that's going to make a difference in uh, like viewership or or like gamers or anything like in sales? No, it won't make a difference. I, d- I don't think it will. I think this is virtue signaling, honestly. Yeah, the only thing that it will do is satisfy the SJWs. But does that actually account to sales? Because as someone who played the games as a kid, um, yeah, you know, I'm not interested in playing this definition guide, uh, definition this you know, re-release of it. If you're going to strip out all the good stuff, or at least uh, you know try to strip, you know, sanitize it, I, I I just don't want to play that. I mean, I, I gotta say, like GTA was pretty harsh when it came to their treatment of women. You know, the the prostitutes and the girls that you would meet up with on, on missions and whatnot. I mean, it was, yeah, it, it it was pretty like the the harsh reality of life, basically, in like some Chicago suburb or whatever, like. It was pretty fucking bad. Didn't they also have some mobsters as women as well? 
they had that too. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole myriad of of craziness. But there, there was definitely women being used and abused in that game for damn sure. Like, how many prostitutes have you run over in your car chasing, like, running away from the police? Right? It just happens. It's a crazy well, game. I used to run over all kinds of people in that. <laughs> I used to love summoning the tank and just like. Yeah, do the tank. Okay, so I remember playing. I think it was either Vice City or San Andreas. It might have been Vice City. There, there's like this secret area you can get a minigun, and if you find that fucking minigun, bro, like, it's 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 bonkers, man. <laughs> like, I, I remember like I, I didn't even have like cheats back in the day. Like when I was first playing it, I just discovered it. I think it was like behind a billboard, like on top of a hill, like far away from the city. And I was like, what the crap is this? And then I picked up that minigun, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the world is mine. Yeah, I... Oh, dude, it was epic. <laughs> so, Avira, I had a personal experience with uh, GTA 3 as a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I learned you don't talk about that shit in college. In Oh, in college? Wait, why? Because I had a visit from police. Because you're talking about a game? What the crap? What yeah. are you talking about? Well, basically, I said in class that I was, yeah, I used to play GTA 3 on PlayStation 2 and how at, at, at the time. And what I'd like to do is to go to the top of a building and just start taking pot shots at people. Oh. <laughs> and the police were oh, like, yeah. yeah, you should say that sort of stuff in class. And I'm thinking, wait, video game? I can't talk about playing video games and what I do in them. Oh, no, I think they thought. I think they thought that you were for real about going up to the roof of the school yeah. and, and, and start shooting. I think they... Yeah. yeah. Difficult part about that, I was living... I, was, I wasn't homeless, but I was not at home anymore. Uh, don't have access to firearms. And firearms in my country are a bit of a pain in the ass to get your hands on. So, yeah... Yeah, but super easy to give to the government. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got an amnesty running constantly in my state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the whole buyback thing. But, oh, yeah, they get I mean, all the rusty ones. <laughs> GTA was pretty freaking crazy, man. Like, I remember, you know, being like, I think I was like 10 or like 12 years old playing this game. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they're, they're using curse words in this game. Wow, I've, I've, what what the heck? Like, you know, little me, like 10-year-old Avera, I'm just like, oh, they said the F word? Whoa, this is different. Like, I used to play, like, Spyro and shit. So, yeah, it was it was a different, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love GTA. Like, it's so fun. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I used to play an old version of Grand Theft Auto on the PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. And, like... Yeah, my parents did not give a shit about me playing that game as a, as a as a kid. But the one, okay, this is something a little different from that. But like, whenever I play it on, whenever I used to play it on the PlayStation Two, I always hate that screen thing that the PlayStation that like the sound that the PlayStation Two used to make, like the little error sound. Oh, oh the error sound. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah the, I get it. Know, yeah, with the That's red lame. boxes as the, like, yeah. Yeah. I think my parents didn't 
didn't like me playing that game because my dad's a police officer. And uh, <laughs> the game was literally called Grand Theft Auto. And, like, you're fighting the cops and shit, like, committing crimes to, like, make money and do missions and shit, like, for gangs and whatever. But, yeah, they really didn't like that all that much. Well, equally, when you started doing your, like, fun stuff, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. you did get arrested at least. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude, you did. Like, you actually, like, went to the whole booking process. Like, in the jail. And I remember breaking out of the jail with, like, those sticky packs of, like, remote-control bombs or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> you remember doing that? Dude, that was wild. That. Oh, dude, I did. Holy shit. It was funny. I remember being yeah, but- in the jail area, and I had, like, these, like, you can throw a bomb. It was, like, a little rectangle with, like, an antenna on it. And you can, like, click a button and make it explode. Yeah, The important <laughs> thing is that people need to realize, remember, and continue on from, you only do this shit in a game like this. Yeah. You don't go off and do it in real life. I mean, who the fuck has a minigun and a tank? Like, come on. Don't ask the question. <laughs> okay, I mean, sure. I mean, probably somewhere in Russia they have that, but whatever. Oh, oh yeah. No, Americans have tanks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to commit arson in real life, of course. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, it, it's crazy. And I, fortunately, I really Sark has... The, I, I love the cheats in that game. My favorite cheat was flying cars. Did, did you ever, <laughs> did you ever do one. that one? Dude, yes. it doesn't just affect you. Like, it affects other people. Like, like other NPCs, like, in the game. Like, you'll be driving around, and, like, you'll look up in the sky and see, like, flying cars, like, crashing into buildings and shit. It's really funny. Like, if you go too fast, you you just start flying. It's fucking bonkers. (laughs) Man, I love it. Yeah. Alright. Shall we move on? Yes, this... This I only want to go over quickly and not sort of cover in depth, but, uh, guess who's coming back? They got renewed for second season. Season 2 review. As you guys know, uh, we we spoke about the Animaniacs coming back, um, I believe, on our podcast about... This was probably like three or four months ago. It's been a while since Animaniacs kind of came back on the scene. It's still directed by Steven Spielberg, I believe, or, or, or produced by him. But yeah, the Animaniacs are... Pretty legendary for all you '90s kids. If Fuck you yeah. watched the first season, I think it was like came out last year. Um, that it had a couple ago? of problems. Really, it was a year. Yeah, holy crap! I thought it was like six months. No, no, this was like last year or the year before. It's been a while. I mean, 2020 is a total fucking blur to me. So, yeah, <laughs> the. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they've done season two really makes me wonder how popular it actually was. I remember it being very popular back in the day. And, like, the original cartoon was classic. I mean, season one of the reboot. Okay, yeah, that one. I I think it had some pretty positive reviews. I mean, I've seen it. I thought it was really good. 
Most there were some was political jokes in there that I really wasn't on board with, but for the most part, <laughs> it was pretty wacky, pretty zany. I liked it. I, I don't need a a song about man's. Uh, what is what was the dot said man's about man's? Yeah, yeah, man's yeah. about man spreading. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I did like how the, how they went into that room and like they turned on the uh, the fucking black light, and <laughs> it showed like some like invisible rave happening. Like that was pretty fucking wild. <laughs> you remember that <laughs> in season yeah. one? Yeah. I really hope they do something better with the chicken in this one. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, see what this article says about this. Oh, there we go. With the 90s nostalgia in full swing these days, it's sure been nice seeing the Warner siblings give a second chance of life, second lease on life. The season two of Hulu's Animaniacs rebooty is every bit as goofy and entertaining as the first, even if the second batch of 13 episodes does very little shaken up the established, established format. You surely know it's dull by now. The series revolts, revolves mostly around slapstick antics of Wacko, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Man, I sound dull. As they continuously escape the confines of the Warner Brothers Tower, Water Tower, and run amok across the pop culture landscape, nothing about the formula really changes in season two, although the writers and animators tend to use more elastic this time. Time in terms of setting and time period, case in points, season premiere features a legendary segment set in ancient Rome and casts Emperor Nero as a long-winded... A long-winded populist buffoon. Yeah, Emperor Nero was kind of <laughs> fucked up. But um, I, I do like the concept that these characters have been locked away in the Warner Brothers water tower for so long, like since the fucking nineties. And now they come into like our world and they're looking at like technology and they're trying to like get back on the scene. Like the, in the old show, like they always escaped from the water tower. You know, you had that freaking guy with like the butterfly net, you know, trying to catch him and put them back. But now I really cool. would like to see, um, Road Rover. <clears throat> Sorry, I'd love to see Road Rover's been given a second chance. Yeah. Hmm. That hysteria. I also like how in, in, in the reboot, I, I think we did talk about this, I guess, last year, right? Um, that the original voice actors actually came back to like reprise their roles. That was cool. And here, too. In case you were wondering, yes, there's still a fair bit of political humor targeted at the previous presidential administration. That said, the series does yeah. succeed on casting slight wider net this time and not relying too much on political jokes that became outdated. Sometimes between the scripting and animating phases, there's, a, there's any sort of through line at all in this very plot-light series. Huh. Yeah, I would love to see them satirize Joe Biden. <laughs> Wouldn't that <laughs> be freaking hilarious? Come on, man! Yeah, you know, he can like dress up as like corn pop or something. 
oh and threatened God. to like you know do some push-ups in the back of the yard or some shit. Yes, like, <laughs> like I believe it that they should keep that neutral. If they satire Trump, then they should do that to Biden as well. Oh yeah, I'm, of course. I'm sorry, but looking at Dot, she looks like a luxury. With that rope. No, seriously. I mean, if you Photoshop that um, flower at the end of the rope onto a tail, she'd look almost like a Luxray. Yeah, you know what? Is that I a did? Pokemon? Yep. <laughs> ah, I thought so. Okay. Like, I did, I did saw a clip of the anime one that they did, and I thought that was really cool honestly i'm hoping that they do something related to furries as well <laughs> well this might sound like a really nerdy thing to say but i'm gonna just say it like recently I, I was actually watching the animaniacs song like the country's song you know how it is like oh. the, yeah everyone knows that right like the whole country's rap like they're talking about like every like they're they're naming every country but like they're rhyming it and when yeah. they did that back in the day they they said some countries that don't exist anymore, like um, <laughs> South Sudan, like isn't even a thing in in that video. So I thought I thought it was really cool. It's like a, a historical kind of thing to like listen to their you know country uh, song and be like, hmm, well you didn't mention these five countries that existed after the 1990s. Interesting. So yeah, there's uh, luxury here, hence the tail bit. Oh yeah, like, well she uh, she does kind of look like her, especially like with the big eyes and that tail. Yeah, now all she needs is a taser, and it's completed the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I I haven't seen the second season of Animaniacs yet. Is it is it out on Netflix? It is, right? Sorry, um, I think it's still being released on November 11th. Oh, okay, so it's not out yet. Okay. No. I only, I only saw the first season. I don't think I saw all the episodes. I saw like maybe four. But it was... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't I, that I'm bad. Gonna... Like, I, I, I obviously, yeah, they, they do satirize um, politicians as they should. But damn. Man, have I got Pokemon on the brain. <laughs> I can't stand watching <laughs> the show at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to see the second season. Uh, maybe. Probably. I Probably I will. Okay. Do I you... love Animaniacs, dude. Like, I grew up on that shit. It was awesome. Yeah, I have a question for both of y'all. Yeah? Sure. Do y'all think that the Animaniacs can get too po political with their stuff in certain episodes? Oh, the original series, they used to really go at it hard. They went hard in the original series. Dude, do you remember that joke about Prince? About fingering him? Yeah. <laughs> what the actual crap? How in the fuck did that get through the censors, I wonder? I still didn't, about, didn't they even like make a joke about that too, like in in their intro. Yeah, oh no, was... that was Tiny Toon Adventures. No, never mind. I mean, they were was... like talking about the censorship, but damn, you. 
like back in the day, fucking Animaniacs, like they really did get away with a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about like nowadays, you know, considering our uh, politically correct social culture and all that stupid bullshit. Ugh, that makes me want to yeah. fucking Yeah, so I don't know if they're going to, but. Don't forget about Moron. <laughs> How could I? But, but uh, seriously, like, Animaniacs really was, like, some, it was some crazy shit. And um, I'm hoping that season two really does push those boundaries as far as they can possibly go, you know, just to get that 90s nostalgia back. Yeah. Just, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Yeah, what, what I don't hope for is, what I'm hoping that they don't do is, like, bring something LGBT-related, just like how a lot of media does that now these days which i don't like like oh let me guess wacko is going to come out as trans you know it's funny they they did that in rocco's modern life another you know classic 90s cartoon there was uh i think mr bighead's son uh decided to become a woman or maybe it was vice versa no i think he he called herself rachel or some weird shit like that Rocco's Modern Life also had like a reboot. I guess this is like a trend or like a thing that they're trying to do. Like Animaniacs came back, so Rocco's Modern Life, same thing. But yeah, they, they tried to do that for some reason. It didn't really make sense. I mean, I, I got no problem with, you know, people who are transgender. Like I have a bunch of trans friends. It's fine. But like yeah. if you're doing that in a cartoon, like at least make make it make sense like for the story. Exactly. Like, that's basically propaganda on what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to... It's pretty weird. I mean, yeah. well, Rocco's Modern Life was also pretty fucking weird. Like, they had a lot of uh, moments <laughs> that somehow got past the censors. Oh, my good lord. I remember I remember one episode that got past the center, censor, censors for some reason. And it was mm-hmm. fucking funny. I much liked it when they were dropping the anvil on the uh, censor's head. Yeah. That was more entertaining. That was funny. Well, I, All right, I so remember. what's next? Ah, yes, indeed. What is next? Do, do, do we have uh, I, the next article coming up? wanted to talk about something specific, Avera. Okay. Lay it on me. Uh, you said something about a game... Oh, no, that was the whole GTA thing, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was. Well, there there was something that I, I did want to discuss uh, with you two guys, because both Ali and Noble, for those of you guys listening uh, who don't know, they are very creative and intuitive people. And I think it, it's really important that we feature our creative artists, you know, for their talents, what they do. It's really freaking cool. So, Noble, you're actually into, like, uh, textiles, and you've invested quite a bit in sewing machines and, like, perfecting your craft. How's that going, man? I'm more learning how to repair them, and a lot of them have been free, to be honest. Yeah, but you are damn talented, though. Uh, I've only been doing it for, like, two years. 
luckily I found work, but work's not exactly what you call um, yeah, fruitful when it comes to pay. <laughs> As oh, well. for spending money, I've got a discount with a supplier in Australia for stuff. When you can get stuff half off, it's like, well, I'm going to take advantage of that until I can't anymore. Hmm. Okay. Well, for those of you guys uh, who don't know, Noble uh, helps us with making our armbands and other things. You are extremely talented, dude. Like, you are. Having access to a laser cutter makes things easier. Although, I still got to polish off the design of the armband, so... Yeah. Nice. Allie? Oh. Yes. What? Avera, thank you so much for bringing a topic like that up. You are too sweet, I, I swear. Um, but, like, yes, I do art myself. I do traditional furry art commissions... Rather, if it's feral or anthro, safe for work or not safe for work art. I, I like I do commissions for like about fifteen bucks each. Um, I like if anyone like I I have put my information on social media and everything. If mm-hmm. anyone wants to like commission from me, that's totally fine. If not, I also understand. Um, like, I'm just trying to, I'm basically just trying to save up for free for all, like, which Avera is going to next year as well. I'm a, a very excited to see him at the Right on. Yeah, and uh, fun fact, um, I actually drew your profile picture, but you also added some of your own, like, digital stuff, so it's more of like a collab, kinda. Yes. That's yes. super fucking cool. Yes, like, I... So like he like he he messed up a few things, but that is totally fine. I'm not mad at him at all. I still love it either way. I managed to fix it anyways. I am planning to like come up with a permanent design mm-hmm. for like I wanted to put some black in it, some purple in it as well. But um, besides that, yeah, I really love the drawing that he did for me as as a birthday gift. That he did for me back whenever it was my birthday. Aw, thanks. And yeah, like I said, uh, sorry about uh, not putting your blue hair in there, <laughs> but um, you, you fix it, so it's all good. Yeah. But yeah, so Ali is an incredible artist. Definitely check her out. Like, if you guys want like commissions or something, she's totally open for all that. Uh, f- for me, um, I'm a traditional artist as well. I, I do like a lot of paintings, drawings, watercolors, stuff like that. It's pretty fun. I, I, I've also made like badges like for a bunch of my friends. I have a curiosity. Yeah? What pencils do you both prefer to use? Ooh, okay. I, I, I have two brands. One, uh, Rosart, and one is Crayola. And what about you, Allie? Um, yes, I use Crayola, Crazy Art, Rose Brand, and a, actually a, a Dollar Tree knockoff color pencil set that I use as well that works very well as well. 
I'll, I'll okay. happen for either Faber Castell or um, what was the other one? Oh yeah, Doe and Art Studio. <laughs> well, nice. So, um, Ali, what are your like favorite colors you use, like color pencil wise? Like for me, I use a lot of like the the metallic colors and neon. Like I I love like the, the vibrant brightness and like shimmering, you know, kind of stuff. So I use like gold, silver, and copper. I have like this copper pencil, which is so freaking cool. It's not Crayola and it's not Stanford. It's or or, or uh, Art. Like it, it's something else. I, I forgot what the fuck it was. But um, yeah. Like w when I draw stuff, like um, it would be like some metallic type of pencil. Do you have any like preference about that, or like have you ever used them? I um. A yes and a no. Like, I, I use like, I basically I don't use any other color pencils like that. I just basically use the color pencils that are like colors of the colors of the rainbow. Um, except, uh, except I do also use black, um, brown, um, gray, and and apricot or peach for like to make human skin color yeah cool yeah same um i really don't have a favorite i really don't have a favorite color pencil that i like to use my favorite color is both blue and purple so i'm guessing i would like those two yeah like indigo-ish type yeah. um I I have this um like this neon green pencil and I love it like <laughs> I sharpened it like so much like it's barely like you can barely use it but damn it is such a beautiful color I I use that like in the iris like of like drawing eyes and stuff to really like make it pop it's pretty cool How have you guys ever played with uh, Photoshop or what was that other one, the Japanese program? I'm not sure about the Japanese program, but I have played with Photoshop. Not very good at it. I, I, I was pretty <laughs> good at MS Paint, though, like back in the day, like when I had um, a, a PC, I would like play on MS Paint and like draw logos and stuff and <laughs> do all kinds of crazy shit. There was a question in uh, an alley. Are you back yet? Or hmm? uh, there's a question for Ali if she had a uh, FA page. Oh, good old fur affinity. Yeah, I, I apologize for that. My my dad had to get Cooper out of the room. Um, my cat, basically. Um, anyways. Yes, I do have a fur affinity page. It's new. I have not posted any art on there yet. It is called Furry Trash eighty nine. So like, because I'm furry trash, basically. <laughs> I that is a straight up fact. I am furry trash, but like, yeah, that's my fur affinity. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely furry trash too. Like for sure. I I, I once had license plates that said my name Avera on them. Unfortunately, one of them got stolen, 
and um, <laughs> I don't have that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, like you're good, Ali. You're freaking yeah. good. I never thought you would bring up that comment. Honestly, I was gonna com I was gonna leave a comment for that on my user before you, you brought that up. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Do we have any more live comments? Uh, Mighty says Prisma Art. Oh, Prisma. Okay. Yeah. Prisma's pretty good. By the way, hello, Mighty. Hello. <laughs> yeah, hello. So, with all that, should we look at a little follow-up from two weeks ago? Oh, indeed, we should. Let us go follow on that up. So there's been some new uh, rumor or some stuff coming out about the Russ in shooting incident. Now, should be fair and should be warned that when stuff like this is still evolving and information is still coming out, the best thing to do is to sit back, let the authorities do their job. Slowly absorb things as they go through. And if you don't like the way things go, Go to like the lawmaker, like your local politician, and say, "Oh, hey, you know this happened. I'm not happy about it. Can you get something to change about it?" Versus turning around and burning down the entire city because you don't like how something went. Idiots. Hmm. So anyway, it turns out there was a few more interesting things. So the salary of the person who had the guns was like eight under eight thousand dollars. Without having anything to base that on, I'm guessing by the article it's rather cheap compared to what you'd find with other movies like The Avengers. Yeah. Or James Bond. This was more of like an indie movie, basically. They had a pretty low budget, surprisingly, but they did. So, Hannah. Jeez, oh, how do you pronounce that? Guterres, the armorer who oversaw guns and ammunition on the Western Rust, was paid a total of $7,913, or yeah, $5,836. i am sorry, uh, 63 pounds for her work on the film, according to a draft of the production budget obtained by The Hollywood Reporter. Now, such a sum is not atypical for a new hire on a fairly small-budget film feature, but it's likely to come under scrutiny in the wake of the fatal shooting of on-set cinematographer Helena Hutchins by star and producer Alec Baldwin. I think her name was Helena, but maybe they spelt it wrong in this article. Uh, Baldwin was to be paid $150,000 for his work as lead actor and another $100,000 in his capacity as producer. Four of the five other producers were all to be paid $150,000. No, a hundred... Oh, I'm sorry, $150. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait, what? That doesn't yeah, this is... Yeah, the, this the, the total budget for the film was $7 million Two hundred and seventy-nine thousand three hundred and five dollars, uh, with fewer than a hundred employees, about seventy-five crew, and twenty-two actors, 
as well as 230 background extras. Okay. The director, Joel Souza, who was also injured by the gun that Baldwin fired, uh, was to earn, Jesus Christ, $221,000. And Hutchins was to have earned 48945 Dave Halls, the first assistant director who handled, uh, sorry, who, who handed the gun to Baldwin, according to Sheriff's affidavits, was to earn $52,000? Are you kidding me? Bro, why didn't you check the gun before he fucking, before you gave it to him? What See, do you mean? This is the reason why in movies they usually use prop guns. Bro, they gave him a real gun. What the actual crap? What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, there was a photo of the individual who handled the firearms or was responsible for them in the movie. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it kind of sent the wrong message to me about them being sort of mentally unstable with firearms. At least that's from my point of view from the um, photo that was posted online. Now, if the individual had been holding it uh, in such a way to imitate like a movie poster from another film, I could understand that, but with the way they were just being like lazily held up in the air, just I... And pulling the trigger, too. Like, you don't do that. Apparently, this same gun has uh, misfired, you know, quote-unquote, like three times. Yeah. Already. Like, that's a problem. See, this is also an excellent example of, this is why you don't point a gun at someone. Never. Unless you intend to shoot them. Yeah, basic gun safety training. Like, if you're an actor using an actual gun, hell, even, like, if it fires blanks, like, you should be trained to, like, know how to use this on set. It shouldn't be, like, some off-camera kind of goofing around type of thing. Here's the thing. My understanding of firearms, if I was in a movie and the gun was handed to me by the technician, I would have... Because they're paid, trained... And supposedly a professional, I would trust what they say. If I was to pick up a gun um, while on set outside of filming, I would still check it. Yes, exactly. You know, make sure the safety's on. You know, make sure it, it's not loaded with like actual bullets. Yeah, of course, of course you would. Like most normal, reasonable people would do that, right? I would assume. Generally. I would also not actually pick up the firearm and I would instead ask the technician. Well, like, if I was an actor on set and, and then they gave me this, you know, quote-unquote prop gun and they said, okay, so you're going to, you know, shoot this scene, you're going to turn this direction, you're going to aim it up, you're going to shoot, and then, you know, we cut. Okay, so sure, that's that's a controlled environment. Like, that's fine. How in the fuck did someone die from this? That's the problem. For my, <clears throat> sorry, for myself, looking at this, this is an example of people literally taking the piss and doing whatever they want. Now, I can understand for realism, always having like live, real guns. 
I would still ensure that there was never actual live ammunition on set. If they said ammunition there was, a was to be. Yeah. It seems like there was. The, this there is was from also a different article, mind you. But yeah. uh, another yeah. article also stated that the guns were used outs- outside of work hours for uh, target shooting. Or, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I, yeah, I saw that. That one. that's something where it's going a little off now. Like for myself, when I'm at work, if I want to start sewing, I really can't do that. But mm-hmm. I have seen other people turn around and use the sewing machines for their own like um, little hobby. Still, something can hurt you, but it's generally monitored. Where in this case. Baldwin was definitely not monitored and he decided to take the piss out of things. So while this is still evolving and the final reports haven't come out, this is hopefully going to be a big wake-up call for the industry and that new hires should at least start off with being assistants on movies instead of just outright, you know, Nobody stuff. should have died in this case. This is this is a crazy situation. You know, say what you Very. want about Alec Baldwin. I mean, obviously he's a fuckwit. We all know that. He's some libtard chill. But at the end of the day, someone is dead because of this mistake. That obviously he didn't know. I don't think even the article says um, we're not saying that anybody had any intent there's going to be a tragedy of homicide. Of course not. He didn't want to kill someone. I don't think he did. But the fact is... The way it reads currently, this was definitely an accident. I I think so. Yeah. Just the way things have been coming out about it, uh, the evolving story... I highly doubt that Baldwin would have turned around and just decided to shoot a cast member. But in time, we'll eventually find out what's happened and then it can be put to rest and Baldwin may end up spending some time in prison. I think that Alec Baldwin was probably being like negligent about it. Like maybe he just didn't understand like proper gun safety. Like, the fact that he pointed this thing at someone and pulled the trigger, like, uh, that's kind of messed up, too. The Maybe other he thing thought is, it was a blank. Like, you don't play around with that kind of stuff. This is also a case for work safety. Yeah. I mean, this isn't India where an entire building burns down and everyone inside dies. But still, I mean... You shouldn't be screwing around. You right. really shouldn't be. And this is an excellent example for OHS. What happens when you do screw around and then people get killed? Well, that's not happened. something that should happen, but yeah. It did. Yeah, it's, it's pretty messed up. All right. Uh, before we close out, uh, do we have any... Uh... Other live comments? Anyone want to ask questions or make some statements? Anything? Uh, no. Well, here's one. So from Foxhorn. He says, I saw a funny meme that went something like, quote, I 
stand Alec Baldwin, because there's no way in hell I'm standing in front of him. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds about right. I wouldn't stand in front of him either. <laughs> either. Yikes. Yeah, he clearly has no fucking clue about gun safety. Okay. Uh, how do I <laughs> get rid of that? Oh, there it is. Hide. <laughs> Whoops. All right, guys. Well, I think it's about time to uh, wrap this up. I hope everyone enjoyed this show as much as we did making it. Oh. Um, uh, do you guys have any uh, final statements, uh, Allie? Oh, yes. I'm sorry that I, it, I apologize. I interrupted a bit. I was fixing to um, say I did ask you for someone to like mention something oh yeah I will I uh I gotta go buy myself some needles today <laughs> okay good for you <laughs> well sewing machine needles not um like injection needles but I love to screw around with words like that I'll have to change my icon for the next podcast for uh well let's just say it's gonna look questionable Okay. Well, um, one of, one of our members, uh, Mighty Red Wolf, he has his own podcast too, and you can go check that out um, on YouTube. He goes live, I believe, tomorrow. He, he's having a live show, which is super cool. Oh, actually, he said that he's doing one. He said that he was. Oh, doing tonight. One yeah. Okay. Well, right on, guys. Uh, check out Mighty Red Wolf. Yeah. Anyways, um, Noble, do you have any uh, final thoughts about this week? Uh, it was a dull week, to be honest. I like those. Yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, you're right. It was kind of dull. Like nothing really crazy happened. I will say it was pretty cool that like Spyro. Uh, Spyro 2, I believe, turned 21 on November 2nd. 21 years since Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, the best Spyro the, game. The like, fire-breathing wizard? <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, this was super fantastic. and I'm, I'm so glad that um, we were able to have this today. Anyways, um... Noble, you want to do our outro? And for future episodes, they are... Oh, sorry, did you want to do this one? Sure. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, BitChute, and more to come. Our episodes are available all over the damn place, especially on Podbeam. Check that out. Do we... All right. right. Well, let's end this. I hope you guys have a fantastic night. This is the Furry Raiders signing off. Bye. Later. Bye.